1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, the accounts you hear tonight may disturb you, delight you, or just plain give you the willies. But They are based in Dulce, New Mexico. This is Humanity, and I am one of your hosts, Amelia.
0: And I'm Table. How's it going, everyone?
1: And I almost
0: said, I'm one of your hosts, Table. And I was like, no, no, no." (laughs) that's why
1: I paused. I was like...
0: (laughs) I think you were putting so much thought into this intro that you ended up just like, you know... But it's a nice touch to it. Um, welcome, y'all, to another episode of Humanity. Uh, we are excited to present to you a story. Uh, I call it a story because it's a conspiracy, and there's not much uh, we can prove on it other than the things presented. Amelia, have you heard of the Dulce Base before? Or Dulce, New Mexico? I've
1: heard. I've heard. I've never heard of the town but I have heard parts of the story and I do want to just like, we've been talking about trying to get into conspiracies and, you know, discuss them for a while. So I'm super excited. To I just am dive too. Into this. And
0: to be honest, I have to thank uh, a friend named horror with this because, Hey, this is a shout out to you, horror. I appreciate you, man. And this is, this is something we both enjoy, but To start off, uh, this is about UFOs, cow mutilations, green berets, and a secret war. Wow. Yeah. So, I I mean, as far as aliens and sci-fi stuff goes, do you believe in not UFOs, unidentified objects, but, you know, like the green Martian or reptilians or... People that live underneath the ground. Do you believe in any of those things?
1: Honestly, and we've touched on this before, like, part of me believes in the possibility of everything. Yeah. But, like, I am completely dual in the fact that the other part of me goes, none of this exists. Like, nothing outside of my 9-to-5 job and paying my bills is real. Because... Whether it is or not, you know, I I enjoy that feeling, that excitement of believing something, but I don't actually go, yeah, this is, this is truth. You know, I I can't make myself do that either.
0: Well, that's very logical because I mean, like, it's very balanced. Why live life very grayishly? Be open to the possibilities, but also don't worry about the stop sign until you get the stop sign, you know? Right. So with that said, a lot of the things we talk about today, we're going to be able to relate to real life today. And it did happen in the past. So, you know, keep an open mind that maybe some of these things led up to our current future. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I'm going to start off with the town itself. If you go to Dulce, New Mexico... It's around, they say, 3,000 on Wikipedia and Google. It says more around 2,750 people. That's pretty small. You know, if you're in a bigger high school, you probably definitely have over a 1,000 students in your high school. So imagine having, like, the population of, like, three high schools. And and some of your bigger high schools, you know, like, you're going to end up knowing almost everyone there. It's, it's, it's a small town. Uh, one yeah. thing to know I read was that they still don't have a signal light, like, you know, those traffic lights that go red, yellow, blue, uh, green. Mm-hmm. So, I actually went on Google Maps and went through the, uh, you know, like, you can actually walk around town. Yeah, like, the, the, the street view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I had a nice little, you know, tour, tour. of the town. <laughs> and it was relaxing, to be honest, listening to some jazz and walking through. And they don't. It's it's a very remote, rural town. Um, Fun fact, I currently
1: live in a town very much like this. And... Uh, no signal light, one store. Wow. That's it. Yeah. Like we have, that's it. And a, a community mm-hmm. center.
0: This town, you know, I just saw one gas. Um, was there two gas stations? I think there was one gas station on each end, one supermarket, everything, you know, one. But the thing about this place that, you know, makes the most biggest attraction other than the UFOs and whatnot is mm-hmm. the Chicarella Apache Reservation. I don't know if I'm mm. pronouncing that right, but essentially, it's the headquarters of the Jicarilla Apache Reservation, and they they have the facility there. Uh, they do have like a hotel that's kind of like a casino thing. Going wow! On there. Yeah, so I bet you it,
1: everyone in that town works in the casino.
0: Maybe, but it's currently closed uh, Mm. according to Google. Mm, Mm. I don't know, COVID? Maybe so. So this place, not only is it a remote town that has no real attractions, it's uh, protected grounds. It's Native American grounds. And uh, if you think about it, where would you want to hide anything secret? Well, below uh, an orphanage below, you know, a hospital, you know, or native reservation sounds like one of the best places to hide because it's protected lands. It's, you know, you're not going to get just anyone living there.
1: Honestly, like taking that logic, there's, that's why there's a lot of murders that happen on reservations because Mm -hmm. they're outside of federal jurisdiction. You can't, can't worry about that
0: yeah exactly and it's a sleepy town so you're not going to have like huge festivals people walking around you know uh poking their heads into things so before we go even further have you ever heard of dumb the abbreviations of dumb i have not so dumb dumb as, as as much as it sounds like dumb it stands for deep underground military bases for oh. everyone out there that have never heard of DUM, it means deep underground military bases. And what these are, these are complexes all throughout the U.S. I will get into it more, but these are facilities that are exist underground. And as much as you might go, ah, oh, this isn't thing, think about how Elon wants to create a highway underground or the North Koreans uh, since the Korean War burrowing through the mountains to get to the other side to get, you know, secret right. passageways. Or in Peru, where there is an expansive network of natural caves. I made quotes on that finger because I don't know if they are natural. But... Um, And and I'm gonna talk about mention again, but some people say that these tunnels that go underneath Peru are connected all the way to Tibet. Wow! Mm -hmm.
1: Similarly, the Mammoth Cave system in the U.S. Mm -hmm. does the same thing. It goes over miles, and you can go in one place and end up like miles and miles away, like on the other side. And it's also oddly enough connected with a lot of paranormal and supposedly Mm -hmm. you know alien activity yeah so i mean maybe the underground has a lot to do with that
0: i mean we still don't know what really goes on on the ocean's depths and we probably know less about what goes underneath you know what goes on underneath us so the stories kind of start uh in the 1930s things have been weird around that area, and especially pre-internet, people aren't really going to be telling about this to the world, but more localized. Right. But it wasn't until 40 years later, after 1930s, in the 70s, that people started speaking out about these weird activities going on in Dulce, New Mexico. And and just remember why I mentioned dumb bases. I'm going to cover it uh, in a second, but we're just going to fast forward to... In 1976, June 13th, Gabe Valdez, a New Mexico state police went to Gomez ranch. And at Gomez ranch, he found cattle mutilations. And this is, you can find newspaper articles in the Santa Fe, Mexican newspaper. Uh, but essentially this Valdez officer Valdez. Woke up that morning just going, oh, you know, just another day. Oh, some kids, you know, messing up today's with. The, yeah, the today's the day. You know, <laughs> kids are going to mutilate some cows and whatnot. And um, he shows up and the farmers are like, oh, I don't know, man. I've never seen this kind of thing before. But like, maybe it's a predator. Well, being the mm. officer that he is, Valdez carefully examines these uh, cows and notices Predators don't tend to leave gas masks, glow sticks, and radio chaff behind. And radio chaff, for those that don't know, I didn't know this, they're used to disrupt uh, radar. They're usually this uh, cylinder thing that has metallized glass fibers, plastics, or aluminum, and they will confuse the enemy by exploding and scattering in the air. And then the radar, if you look on the radar, instead of a dot, You'll just see like this hazy it, it's it, you can't pinpoint, you know, the area, but you don't really actually know pinpoint. Right. So for artillery or missiles, y- y- you might miss, you know, it's like playing battleship and you can't quite clearly see where they are
1: you always hit right next to exactly, the neck exactly exactly
0: um so anyways valdez is noticing that these cows definitely were not killed by a predator it's just it's inhumane how the cows died just split open and whatnot but then when they looked inside uh, some of these cows they found some surprising things uh there was a cow with a dead fetus in it And most people would think, oh, you know, dead cow probably was a mother and has a baby inside. But instead, they didn't find a cow fetus inside. What Valdez found was a head with no bones in it. Instead, it was more filled with water, liquid. And instead of a cow, it was more human, monkey-like and frog-like. So it was like this hybrid, weird-looking fetus. And you'd think, oh, people back then didn't know anything, blah, blah, blah. This was 1976. By then, I mean, we've had a relationship with cows for, I don't know, like a millennia or more. Um, Yeah, like we've domesticated animals like millennia ago. So these cows, they've probably, this farmer and officer probably have seen what cow babies have looked like. And there's probably books on what cow fetuses look like. I
1: was just thinking that, like, because cow fetuses in early development could look more frog-like mm-hmm. and human-like mm-hmm. because they wouldn't be fully developed. But that is a good yeah. point, that they would have pictures of fetuses in books.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I even the human at the beginning has a tail, kind of looks like a tadpole, you know, um, and then it evolves yeah. into human-like. But no, these, these were not small These were almost ready to pop out type fetuses, you know, maybe a couple more months or a month or two. So anyways, weird things like this started popping up. Um, Even Tim Anderson, a former police in Dulce, New Mexico, saw a UFO fly through the whole valley and, and light up the whole sky and then disappear into the rocks. So, not to know, Valdez has also claimed sightings of a black, silent, sophisticated craft flying through the sky. So there's a lot of weird things going on in New Mexico. But a lot of UFO sightings and a lot of these weird things, if you look at the geographical location, they're usually in the belt of the world. And that goes further, deeper into alien UFOology where some people speculate that aliens actually come recharge their ships with the earth. And there's a lot of energy that comes off the middle. So another person that kind of played, and and I just want everyone to know, this Dulce-based thing was not a one-person thing. It was multiple people reporting, piecing together different stories. And I am mainly focusing on this one person later on in the story. But this story cannot be told without understanding the other stories because they're all connected. And this is the beauty and the horror of conspiracies is that it's an endless rabbit hole. You go down the tunnel and you find new pathways only to realize it connects to the ones you just, you know, finished and it keeps effortlessly evolving and revolving around each other and it, ultimately, it's like a bad acid trip if you if you get into all of this stuff.
1: And I mean, that's where conspiracy boards come from mm-hmm. because you can just take string and tie everything together. I yeah. mean, yeah, it all just kind of connects. Yeah.
0: So there was another big player that um, played a big role in this whole Dulce base lore is Paul Benowitz. He was an interesting fellow who went from convention to convention in different, you know, forums talking about UFOs and stuff. But his curiosity at one point caught when he heard about the cattle mutilations and he believed the cattle mutilations were due to alien activity. So just like how you were saying before, curiosity killed the cat. Satisfaction was what was what saved it. This is the story where I don't think he got satisfied because he set out to uncover alien evidence. And in his theory that aliens were controlling humans through electromagnetic devices and UFOs were regularly flying around. If you look today, the CIA uh, announced, you know, they actually had a heart attack gun. You know, it's this ice dagger or ice needle that would have like a toxin that would, come up as a heart attack. Uh, there have been, you know, my, like the death ray that the Japanese first created as a weapon mm-hmm. for the World War II turns, turned into a microwave today. But we do have the capabilities of kind of making uh, weapons from the sci-fi world. Uh, we now have yeah. liquid armor that hardens if you shoot it with, you know, uh, a bullet. So it, it is... Maybe, maybe sixty years ago we wouldn't believe that it's true, but now, I would say I'm one to believe that these things are possible to control. you know they have frequency yeah. uh uh I guess weapons that can disperse crowds just through frequency because it just yeah. drops. Paul started intercepting electronic communications from alien spacecrafts in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And all the communications that he intercepted, they all pointed towards Dulce. And so Paul was like, what is going on in Dulce, New Mexico? He heads over there and does some more research and talking with other ufology and, you know, enthusiasts. And he comes down to the conclusion that there's a secret alien facility in the Dulce base. By 1982, he started spreading these ideas amongst the ufology community. And he kind of got, you know, known. But in 1988, he came out with the Project Beta paper. in basically in a, in a detailed uh, paper of how we could basically attack the aliens and take them out. Because he was under the right. impression that they were evil. Though amongst the community he was regarded as delusional and paranoid, ultimately, uh, supposedly, his work was seen as crazy and hoax because a man named William Moore stepped out and admitted he had been giving uh, Paul false information about aliens. And who regularly visited a mental health facility, like Paul's family, also knew about this too, uh, because he did go to a mental facility many times, ultimately seen as a kook. Um, And then in June twenty third, two thousand three, not too long ago, he died, and he was buried in Santa Fe National Cemetery.
1: I actually know a little bit about this because someone came out with a book not too long ago. And the misinformation supposedly came from small sector of the CIA. And the theory is that whenever he first started coming out with his information and saying stuff about it, that he was just close enough to the truth that they wanted to keep an eye on him. And so he started like, he had all this technology to intercept these things and they thought he was hearing the wrong stuff So they started feeding him things through the, you know, radio waves that he was receiving. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think maybe they gave him a computer too. And so he was just coming back to them. He thought he was an operative. He thought he was working with them and they kept feeding him misinformation. And it ended up driving him to that point of being obsessed and insane. And they, I think, and maybe it was William Moore or maybe it was another operative that was feeding him stuff. I don't know, but Um, he ended up feeling really guilty about it. And that's why he would visit him at the mental institution, because he felt so bad.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So one thing I will say on Paul's behalf, you know, is that maybe he was, you know, a little mentally disturbed. But also, if you're the only one swimming in the muck, and you find out that there's, you know buried treasure there and you're running around covered in poop and running around saying hey i found gold i found gold you know people are gonna only a few people that have the ambition and the big picture are gonna follow you through shit to find gold yeah you know and so he he could have he could have been crazy or he could have been just too ahead of his time i don't know whenever he
1: started talking, I just thought about mm-hmm. this too. Whenever he started talking about the Dulcie base mm-hmm. and talking about underground bases and things, um, they actually, from what the story said in the book, took him in an, in a helicopter and showed him places that could be bases. And he's pointing mm-hmm. it out. And they had staged this whole thing to feed into his obsession. Oh, wow. Like, Hey, we, we're aware of this. We know like, according to the story, and the manifesto he wrote was sent to like senators and things like that. And one of them really was like, what is this about? And Went to the CIA operative and was like, they were like, no, don't you're, you're going to need to ignore this. This isn't anything, you know, he was so obsessed and he was so maybe so close, but they just, it's, it's that gaslighting mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. constant, you're crazy, you're crazy, mm-hmm. you're crazy. No one believes you. And obsession can make anyone crazy, though. Like, exactly. once, like you said, if you know that there's gold there and you know you're right and you just obsess over it instead of moving on to something else, it's going to drive
0: you. nuts. Uh, definitely. I mean, like they have psyops and stuff. They have all they have so much data on how to control the masses. I mean, look at political stuff. It's it's all a chess game you know where do you advertise what time do you do stuff oh shoot this national tragedy happened you gotta go on camera now you know like it's all about ever since propaganda propaganda. and and you know today we live in an age of misinformation misinformation isn't new it's been around since the dawn of man i mean like espionage spies going and whispering into kings who and who is doing what uh so Mm -hmm looking at this so far, I'm going, okay, yeah, it's possible. It's possible so far, you know, nothing too crazy other than the cow mutilations, but okay, we'll follow. But now was, so what is this secret dumb facility? Were there aliens? And what is going on in Dulce, New Mexico? What I'm trying to say is dumb bases are not what the alien facility are dumb bases are actually um contracted uh, the government actually con- military, military bases. bases they're yeah i feel like so. it's in the name yeah it's in the name <laughs> these are military bases i mean the military wants to be on every
1: plane of existence because being underground is
0: yeah exactly they want to rule the seas they want to rule the air they want to rule the ground and underground. I mean, when you have satellite imagery going up in space that can see everything, yeah. the only place you can mm-hmm. hide is underground because underground. You know, they can't see.
1: And there are so many advantages to it too. Like if you're testing weapons that are loud, it's a natural mm-hmm. sound barrier. Mm-hmm. It's a na- like like it's so it makes sense for a military base to be underground. It offers security. It offers safety. It offers like unless the whole thing collapses, yeah,
0: you know, like I, I will, I will, no, I totally agree with that. And what we have today, we do have machines that can drill just miles a day through the ground. Um, Did they have it in the 1970s, 1960s? I don't know. But according to these people, we did, you know, so, basically, um, what we've reviewed so far is Dulce, New Mexico. Uh, weird things have been going on, aliens and whatnot. Share, I mean, cops going, finding cow mutilations, UFO sightings. And the townspeople overall just kind of feeling like something's up. And you mentioned it earlier
1: with, you know, at the time, there was no national news. Mm-hmm. There was no, mm-hmm. like, everything was central. And in every... Thanks to you, and well, and thanks to all my own morbid curiosity and what we were talking about earlier, where I love the excitement of believing something is real. I've been delving into things like this a lot more recently in the last like six months, like watching paranormal shows and listening to things about ufology and stuff like that, because I like the unknown. I like that surprise. Mm -hmm. But from what I can tell, any time that things like this happen in a small town, no one really talks about it. They barely talk about it with each other. They all just kind of accept it. And one of the kind of big points I can make is there's a documentary called Hellier that um is based in Kentucky. Uh I think it's Kentucky. Yeah. But they had similar kind of weird things happening in this small town and they go and they would talk to somebody and ask like have you seen things like this and they're like no 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 not really. But then like 10 minutes in the conversation, they're like, oh, but there was this one time we saw a UFO. Yeah. And they're like, why didn't you mention that before? And they just say it very offhandedly and then move on to the next subject because they just accept it as life. Do they think it's kind of weird? Sure. But they, everyone knows about it yeah. in the town. So why would they make a big deal out of it? You know, And,
0: and it's also kind of like, you know, a mouse seeing that uh, a person just walk by being like, holy crap. It's a human being, a country mouse, you know, but they're going to keep going on looking for their grain and, you know, living their life. They're not going to stop and make the whole world about humans. You know, We, we are also very habitual creatures. We do the same things every day. Are we really going to stop what we're doing just to find out if there's an alien species? Most of us probably won't.
1: And think about it this way, too, because I'm guilty of this. Like... Something will happen to you during the day and at the time it shakes you like you could see something amazing in nature and you're like, oh, I wish I had someone here to share this with. But 20 minutes later, you've forgotten about that feeling and you've forgotten about it. And then three days later, you go, oh, I saw a baby Fawn being born. I forgot to tell you about this. The same thing is going to apply to anything kind of supernatural or paranormal or alien that you see, because especially living in a small town you know, because you're gonna be like, wow, that was crazy. But nobody was there to share it with you at the time. So you kind of forget about it. Until it comes up again. You're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that did happen to me.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, no, I, it's just a psychological. Exactly.
0: Thing. So going back, um, why are we talking about all of this Dulce base? Hurry up and get to it. I will review falls down to a guy named Philip Schneider. But I will tell you his crazy, but yet fascinating story. And I will get to why all of this is relevant after a commercial break.
1: We'll see you in a minute.
0: And enjoy. I wonder if it will be about aliens. Who knows? Ooh, that would be cool. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye.
1: And we're back from those delightful commercials, back into the more thrilling
0: tales of Dulce, New Mexico. Indeed. So jumping right back into it, Philip. Philip Schneider. Sounds like a movie star, to be honest, but it's probably because (laughs) of Schneider. The
1: The last name Schneider will always make me laugh because of a movie I watched when I was a kid, and there was a cop named Schneider, and they're like, Schneider, there's Brooklyn accents yeah. and stuff, they're like, Schneider, and now I see, like, Schneider trucks going down the road, and I'm like, Schneider, every single time. Well, I
0: was thinking more like Rob Schneider, you know, like, mm-hmm. Dulce, New Mexico, a boring old town, <laughs> until... Rob Schneider playing Schneider. As Philip Schneider shows up. No, um, <laughs> but like keep up, hip hop anonymous. Hip hop up anonymous. You always give me <laughs> the hard one. Um, yeah, he's he's uh he's I I like him. Not everyone likes him, but I, I enjoy him. So, anyways, yes Philip Schneider, there's a lot and not a lot of information about Philip Schneider. He was born on April 23rd, 1947. So, when I say mm-hmm. he is, there's a lot of information about him, and not there's a lot of information that he has provided. But on the internet, there is a celebrity named Philip Schneider, and that person has way more stuff on there because ever since the flat earthers and anti vaxxers and whatnot and disinformation, a lot of a lot of people on the internet have been censored. I'm not one to put any opinion to what's going on there but a lot of the information that I found years ago, I cannot find today as easily. I hope that Mm -hmm. those that are interested in this story can take the extra time to find these people. There are books about them or, Mm -hmm. you know, written about them. But this is what I've gotten so far. I wanted to find a younger picture of him so I could compare because some things happened to him that I wanted to confirm. Was he born with this at an earlier age or did this really happen? But Philip Schneider, not only did he have an interesting father who I'll go into in just a bit later in his life, he was, he was approached by the special services of the U S government. He was more of a geologist, kind of like an explosions expert more for digging and whatnot. And so you're right. Perfect for a, an underground, yeah. you he know, didn't base. know, this, but he was brought in and any respectable, I don't know. um American whenever the, yeah. Whenever the government
1: approaches you with a job, yeah. any respectful, respectable Americans going to say government jobs are great. Yeah, Thank exactly. You.
0: And this is the 19, 19- you know, fifties, I mean, sixties, seventies, you know? And so, yeah, obviously you're going to say, hell yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, you didn't go to them. They came to you. So when America comes right. to your door, what do you say? Like, you know, you're
1: yes, yes, of
0: course. Yes. Uncle I'm Sam, American. Yes. you know, not American, <laughs>
1: not an American. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so anyways, there's no one, there's nobody. Well, not really nobody. Somehow got into this project and got access to Mm -hmm. level three security. And I'm just like, wow, this is like, I don't know even what level three security, but I was just about to say, what is the relevance of that? Because I really don't know how great that is. I don't know if this is,
1: is there like a level 25? Because if that's, if so level three is not
0: that great by this, this, what I learned by this logic level 23 is actually not that great because level three means he only has to answer to three people.
1: Oh, so the smaller, yeah. Numbers so are if you're
0: better. level one, you uh, only answer to one person. But one of the people he had to answer to was the U.S. president. So, so mm. far, this is like every man's dream story. You know, U.S. government shows up, you get level three clearance, security, whatever. You only answer to three other people, one of them being the president. And so I'm reading this, obviously, like, oh, my God, this is such good, like, fan fiction. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, could this be true? I don't know. Right. So before I go on, I will talk about his father. Apparently, his father was in the military, was on a U-Boa. He was a captain, and he was also part of the Philadelphia Project. If those that don't know what the Philadelphia project is, that itself is its own podcast. There's so much, you know, it's oversaturated with this material. I just happen to love this Again, conspiracies linking to conspiracies. So his father being in the Philadelphia project, a a military boat, they were doing these experiments. They're doing all these crazy experiments. And this boat somehow teleported through another dimension, a.k.a. Hell and came back, and there were bodies infused with the ship itself, and they were still alive. Right. So if you can imagine this horrific living ship, now a ship with people goes goes through this portal and comes back, and all of a sudden, you know, you got sailors coming out of the walls screaming and you know, just making no sense. It, it was right. It, it was horror. You know, I keep saying that, yeah. and horror is probably just like giggling. Um. <laughs>
1: And I'm giggling every time you say it, too, because I feel like it's on purpose. I'm like...
0: <laughs> no, it's just... Yeah. But apparently his father was also friends with Valiant Thor. For those that don't know Valiant Thor, he is a resident alien that the government knows about and has helped politicians to all sorts of people understanding alien life and whatnot, and has lived generations and he's an alien but he's had right. photographs and he's got a humanoid form like looks very human Um, but yeah his father also and yeah. I'm just
1: going to point this out to the people that can't see you the entire time he's saying this he's doing air quotes and like moving his hands around <laughs> like. just wait until
0: live broadcast because that's when you guys will see all of this. that's yeah great. And, and his father also took photos of aliens and interacted with this alien the, philip also uh tells his story of how there was an alien that he can interact with in the government facility that um mm. did not talk to anyone until philip came along and he spoke to philip for the first time so i'm like what the hell are you the chosen one because he's just
1: so special and that's what just whenever you said chosen one that was i was like wow this is some kind of like god Mm -hmm. complex savior complex almost like putting himself in that chosen one position Mm -hmm. and i'm like i said we don't know if this is fact we don't know if this is just a story we there's no way we can tell but to me, it kind of sounds like delusion. Yeah, it's going there. Like, I mean, like, that I'm basis. not trying
0: to judge a book by its cover, but looking at his picture, I'm like, you don't look like a main character. You look more like the guy that stands behind in the extras, you know? And it
1: also, mm-hmm. that haircut doesn't look like a military haircut. It looks well, like well, a movie military oh, haircut. Oh, oh, like what you would saying. think a military, military haircut saying. should yeah, look like. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because I was
0: about to say he wasn't in the military, but... Um, like he, he, he didn't enlist or anything so so yeah apparently his father also worked for nato and whatnot philip he already has this really crazy childhood interacting with aliens and whatnot and i'm like what are you doing as a geologist then you know like if if you've had access yeah really you like should be rocks, a scientist man. Working with aliens or something. I don't know. Oh, also to note that as a kid, he was given pieces of the fallen aircraft from the Roswell incident. For those that don't know, Roswell incident was a big UFO incident. People, a lot of the grandfather stories start from there. Supposedly, our stealth tech technology came from that. We were able to reverse engineer these spacecrafts and figure out how to stealth cloak. And some people speculate a lot of our technology today is from reverse engineering of alien crafts and whatnot. Mm. But that's just, you know, humans like to make things up. Who knows? And not to mention, like, even Nazi times, there were talks about aliens aiding the Nazis, and that's why they had such sophisticated tanks and whatnot.
1: Well, I mean, there are talks about aliens aiding the Mayans and aiding the Egyptians and aiding, like, every great society at one point has a a theory that they had outside help.
0: So, in 1954, before 1954, I guess, like, supposedly alien information was really talked about. But then apparently it changed in 1954 with the Greta Treaty, where basically, and you you guys are like, where did this come from? Basically, aliens, I guess, approached the US government and they were like, hey, we exist and we will help you guys. In return, you let us have a place to stay and uh, you don't talk about us. So after 1954, you start seeing a lot of departments not sharing information about alien technology or alien activity or anything alien. You, you're just basically going silent. But mm-hmm. for this story to continue, I will have to say in the end, The aliens did end up breaking this treaty. So earlier you were talking about, Amelia, about like uh, alien or we're talking about metals and like whatnot. So to understand why aliens would even want to come here, apparently to this community, is that Earth has such rich resources and once again it could be a god complex that every alien in the universe wants to come to earth you know even if you look at the marvel universe yeah everyone wants to come destroy earth for some reason but according to them it's a more logical explanation that we have important resources that aid space travel and space existence things that they need exactly
1: Supply and demand, like Mm -hmm, the easiest thing mm -hmm. to understand
0: on the bigger, on the bigger scale. And they had a ship orbiting our earth and they wanted to create a space station outside of earth because of the fact that certain alloys, metals were created using the vacuum of space. It was a lot easier to create Mm -hmm. this type of metal so, so far, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like you have a vacuum, you have like this open area. Why turn your house into a workshop when you can go outside? All of this is logical. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, we're creating, we have ISIS already orbiting. So, did yeah. we want to have a space station? Or was this an idea that we took from the aliens? And are we going to eventually create a facility outside of Earth where we can create? different types of alloys in space so in 1979 for those that remember that time i wasn't born yet but some of you might be there was the greatest threat we never knew happened
1: well i didn't think that i thought this happened after they broke the treaty that's why they were attacking the treaty that Mm -hmm. i thought like i've heard that they were working with the government Mm -hmm. and they had a special facility inside an already underground base and someone walked through and offended them yeah And, Mm -hmm. uh, like, immediately started firing, and then they all killed each other, and then that's what broke the treaty. Which, this is a little bit different, but, anyway.
0: I'm sure one day you'll know, run into as many stories as I have. I have run into similar stories like this all across, even in Germany, Asia, whatever. And there have been stories of... Aliens convincing them that they've been on Earth all along, but they actually just just recently came, and they were just, like, lurking, and then they were like, Mm -hmm. okay, I have enough information. I'm going to come out and just, like, you know, lie. (laughs) But you're right. There is a story about a scientist who, you know, worked regularly with aliens, and that is actually part of this. And I think that's his father's story. But it actually might not be his father. It might be... Anyways, let me just say that this is the same arc. If this is... Lord of the Rings, he is within the the lore of it. Gotcha. So there are
1: varying accounts, but they all are essentially the same event.
0: So Philip, he got approached by the government and he gets to this facility and he, and he's like, "Okay, so we're digging dumb bases uh for the government and we're we're all signing <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that that abbreviation yeah, is yeah. still killing me. We're digging dumb bases. like.
0: So, I mean, in the past, I'm, I'm used to military people being here. It's government, so it makes sense. But there are also Green Berets. Right. And Green Berets, for those that don't know, they're like our elites. They are pushed to the brink mentally and physically to death to make them tougher, to make any man that would panic in any situation. Green Berets don't. They're the ones that go after terrorists. They're the ones that go in for the special mission. These guys are killers. So why would you send Green Berets to a sleepy dead town like Dulce, New Mexico? And this is, you know, like building parts. So you don't need soldiers. You only need soldiers during time of conflict. Philip doesn't question this. He just goes on with his work. He's like, okay, if you want to, yeah. Red flag number one. Um, He's going through, he's doing this. And they're drilling these machines. You know, we have them today. Supposedly, we didn't have them before, but we have them today. These machines are giant, giant drills that can drill about 10 miles a day. They're so sophisticated that they melt the walls as they go. So it hardens. It creates walls. They don't have to reinforce anything it once they drill it you just start interiorizing you know laying down the concrete whatnot wow this is where i hear different stories either the drill hit another opening they opened another tunnel and putrid Mm -hmm. smell started coming out and then i've also heard that the machine broke down so they had to go down to check what it was
1: right so either way they go down an elevator.
0: And I guess they needed to send um, Philip down there with a green beret. This is where I don't understand is, A, you smell putrid smell. I think the first thing you should think of is gas. And you don't want to send someone down where there's gas because they're going to die. Right. Unless you know know what the putrid smell is. But I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. So so before we go all into that, let's remember, he's had interactions with aliens before. He's been able to talk to an alien that no one ever talked to before. And uh, he's been friends with Valiant Thor. You know, like, he's, he's been in there. You know, it's not his first time meeting yeah, this new... This is not his first rodeo. I'm not going to even question why he was the one sent down there, but he goes down there.
1: No, that's a good question, though, because... If it was a machinery thing exactly. why would you send a geologist explosives expert if if it was a putrid smell that may be gas why would you send a human anyway like not, red flag
0: number 3 4 and 5 oh by the way he's issued a gun he carries around a gun red flag number 6 <laughs> why are you giving a geologist a gun if you think about it how many of you guys work in a any any like coal mine oil mine any anywhere How often do you carry around a gun? Not often. And Philip even said in his interview, he's just like, yeah, I'm like, this weird, but whatever. I would be like, I don't have a gun. Like, what is going on?
1: I definitely want to be that person one day that just goes with it and is like, uh, whatever. You know, like, a gun? Who cares? Yeah, I I don't
0: see any problem with this. Yeah, I don't know. So, so he goes down being him, you know, with a gun and this green beret, and they're going down this tunnel and he, he Philip describes first encountering this putrid smell and he's just like, what? And he, like, goes down, flashes his flashlight to look around, what's going on? And that's when he sees it. He sees... A seven-foot gray alien. What? Yeah.
1: Dun-dun-dun. Yeah.
0: So this is the part where I am like, what the heck? I'll tell you what he does. His first instinct is to pull his pistol out and drop the first aliens he sees. Just pop down. (laughs) He's like, yeah. Second alien appears. Pop. Kills him. Well, the first two go down, and then all of a sudden, a third alien appears, waves his hand around his own chest, belly area, and Mm -hmm. Philip, in slow motion, sees this blue plasma ray-like sci-fi alien weapon beam come out. It hits his pistol, incinerates parts of his finger goes through into his chest, and he just sees his body go inside out. He falls back. That's where the Green Beret behind him charismatically grabs him and drags him, you know, to the elevator to go up. Right. I'm going to tell you what happens afterwards, but this is also where I'm like, huh? He's not a trained military person. The Green Beret guy is. Why wouldn't the Green Beret walk in first? And how did he I was about to say, why was he the first person to react? Yeah, like that's the other thing. He dropped two. He dropped two. And I don't care if he dropped two in a second. That Green Beret should have reacted and shot the third one if if that if they were like right there. Because from the accounts, it didn't sound like the aliens were ready to ambush them. They were just there.
1: And that kind of has me thinking, and I mean, I can cut this out if this is where you're going. It's like, did he fuck up? Did he just mess up big time bad and, like, they weren't going to kill him in the first place? They were just going to introduce them and see what was going on because they were still working
0: together? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But this is what also bothered me. He's had interactions with other aliens. You only drop someone when you know that there's an enemy or you're scared or whatever. If he is the first person to talk to this one supposed alien that's been held in captivity by the U.S. government and he was able to, it means that he has some sort of connection with aliens. But the fact that he just met these seven foot, granted that they smelled bad, he dropped them because they smelled bad? That seems kind of weird.
1: Maybe his alien friend was a short alien friend and told him about the bad smelly aliens.
0: You know, like, let's just say you've never met an Asian and you were scared of them. And then you met me and you're like, oh, you're (laughs) cool. The next Asian you meet, you're not going to instantly just assume that that Asian is going to be like horrid.
1: But what if what if the Asian was a Korean and they told me about how bad Japanese people smelled and that they were evil?
0: Maybe, maybe. But I don't. He never mentioned that the other aliens told him that the other aliens oh,
1: No. And th- this is just me yeah. yeah, yeah, on yeah. It. This is just this is just an idea. Sure. But no, I completely agree because you made friends with all these people. Why are you gonna start is it, are you showing out for your green beret friends? <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Oh, like gonna- he's like, I gotta
0: fit in with these guys. Um but yeah,
1: <laughs> that's where the haircut came from. That's where the exactly. haircut came from.
0: You know, and, and it's funny because in so he got shot, he's dying. And this green beret grabs him and goes up the elevator shaft. And, you know, he just kind of continues saying he he blacked out. But he wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that one soldier. And apparently that soldier died in this incident. In quotation in, in, in marks. In quotation marks. So I'm just like, <laughs> okay, wow, wow. This is like a movie. You're a nobody. <laughs> and you suddenly became, you, you, you have this miraculous childhood. You're a, then you're a nobody. Then you become somebody in an unknown territory where something is obviously building up. And you're like the main character. You're the first one to encounter these guys. And um. so so just so you guys know, I don't know if the U.S. government knew that there was an alien base underground. This was not a tunnel to connect to these aliens. They were creating a base there and somehow they kn- they knew that there was a threat there. So it it doesn't make, make sense. It seems like they, that the government themselves seems like they don't know what is the left hand is doing from the right. Because first of all, it does make sense to create a military base next to your enemy. So that way, if there's any resistance or whatever, you have uh countermeasures right there, you know, your first resistance. But you would also kind of know where their territory is to your territory is so you don't accidentally run into them. So how the hell did they design a dumb, you know, deep underground military base without knowing that there would be another (laughs) alien force?
1: What if the aliens were trying to get out of their territory before and, like, expand before we could build the base? But I just keep thinking about this poor green beret that quote-unquote died and i'm laughing in my head because it's like if we go with my theory with he just went down guns a blazing to impress someone and fucked up big time he's just down there going guys look i'm sorry i'm sorry like how can we fix this like he's just like taking one for the team and trying to negotiate like Mm -hmm. he was just a dumb geologist like he well i'm sorry
0: quickly jump back to paul benowitz who was the crazy paranoid guy that died uh but in 1988 he published the yeah. project beta basically about the aliens you know and then and then yeah before that in 1979 which this happened uh uh what is that like 9 years prior yeah so yeah. it makes me also wonder like okay this guy like wrote a paper afterwards so like that's that's something that made me go huh but i'll i'll, I'll continue but essentially, after Philip passed out and was getting help, the Green Berets, that's when they went to action. You know, the Green Berets, mm-hmm. I mean, once again, they they take on terrorists silently. Before we even know that there's a threat, they take them out. They're guerrilla war-style missions in foreign countries. They can fight in any environment, city, jungle, or underground, desert, you name it. So they're going down there. And they're fighting these aliens. And you can just imagine bullets flying with tracers to show you that you know they're flying everywhere. And then you got aliens on the other side just waving their arms, looking weird and electrocuting everyone. Electrocuting everyone and- them. We have the numbers, but they have the technology. And apparently, mm-hmm. as the battles were going, and you're just hearing, you know, Greenberries going, go, 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 Overall, the U.S. soldiers were able to push the aliens back into the depths they crawled out from and, you know, have them retreat. But we had some casualties. Apparently, 60 U.S. soldiers died and many more injured. Mm -hmm. Will we hear about it? Probably Probably not. Because this is supposed to be off the books from the beginning. But these bodies, supposedly, they were turned inside out, just like Philip they were melted they were like microwaved i don't know like this yeah. is some alien technology so then he goes on and explains you know that supposedly these aliens have been living down here to 4 to 500 years wow prior. so with within the conspiracy world you're going to hear about the alliance and the cabal. Like there's aliens out there that kind of like the Illuminati, there's the aliens out there out to stop us, to ruin us, to mm-hmm. enslave us. And then there's the alliance that want us to evolve and join the other aliens. Cause apparently until you hit a certain level of consciousness, you're not allowed to interact with all the other aliens in the world because you're just like a baby. You're right. We're like The equivalent of teenagers or like children while they're like wise gurus. They think we're stupid and they don't want to hang out. And honestly, I wouldn't blame them. We're fun, but we're kind of crazy. You know, we're kind of like that crazy friend that you outgrew that still lives, you know, still works at the pizza place and drinks every night. Yeah. Like, ah, there's bigger things. With all of this in mind, this is one of the incidents that connect to all of these stories. And, and also to note that Philip talks more about these bases. There is over 1,400, 1,400, 1,400 underground bases, so dumb bases around the world. And each of these bases, I got different numbers here, so I'm going to just give it a range from 1 billion to 17 billion dollars to build one of these bases wow in the us there's supposedly 131 to 192 bases that can all connect so that's that's where the elon thing comes in where i'm like is elon really building these bases or did the military go bankrupt or they no longer need these tunnels so they're selling it to elon
1: hmm that's a good point. Yeah. Because they need more money to build underground bases.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, hmm So after the incident, though, the cow mutilations in Dulce, New Mexico, supposedly stopped, mm. which is kind of weird. Yeah. But at the same time... You know, maybe the aliens upped and left. And the other thing is, maybe it wasn't aliens. Maybe it was all just freaking, you know, a crazy person, the military doing this. Or yeah, crazy person, military doing this. Or uh, there was, they were all smelling gas, and they all were hallucinating things. Right. I don't know. Going back to it is that. So they're like, what are these aliens doing? Well, these aliens supposedly were mining for things, controlling humans, and overall just trying to grab resources for them and doing their own experiments. But with the dumb bases, these things, like I said, were seven stories tall. They had laboratory, test areas, um, recreation. I mean, these places were huge. They, They would have security and communication, uh, on top human staff housing on the second floor is execs and oratories uh third floor mind control experiments alien housing genetic experience and cryogenic storage at the very bottom because you know it's colder better yeah to- it's the safest mm-hmm. but the fact that there's human
1: staff housing well number one that that's designated human obviously there may be alien staff housing somewhere but They're not letting people leave Mm -hmm. the rec center and everything. This is, this is like meant for people to live and stay in forever. That was the
0: other thing is that I forgot to mention. most of these government contract people, they were pretty much sworn to life. Like this was your life now, you know, you guys can't see, but I put pictures of, uh, Philip Schneider. Um, you will notice that he is missing, his first two finger, his pointer and middle finger and parts of his thumb on his left hand. I'm guessing he was left-handed if that's where he was holding his pistol. Also to note, there's that picture yeah. above that shows him lifting up his shirt and it looks like he's had, um,
1: reconstructive surgery. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm like, that's why I was so uh, adamant on finding younger pictures of him because I wanted to see if he had fingers when he was younger. I wasn't able to find that. So for those of you all going, ah, this is probably fake. This is whatever. There are a lot of red flags, but once again, a lot of our future is based off of the sci-fi that we make because yeah, about it, like with the whole cow and this weird fetus being found inside GMOs, genetic modifications, all of that stuff. It's, It's in today's world, too. You know, Um, what were you saying earlier, uh, Amelia?
1: We were talking about the possibility of, like, gene splicing and stuff. And you were like, yeah, they've been splicing animal genes into plants, too. What were they doing making them more hardy?
0: Yeah. uh, um, Yeah. More resilient to cold.
1: Okay, yeah. You brought up, like, you didn't think that they had done it with animals yet. Mm -hmm. But they have. Jellyfish. There are these jellyfish that are... um, they glow under black light. What is that called? Um, fluorescent. Fluorescent. So they, they're they fluorescent and they glow under black light. Mm-hmm. And they've been splicing their genes with animals for quite some time. And they started out mm-hmm. small, you know, with fish because it's easier because jellyfish, fish yeah. they live in the yeah. same environment. But they've also done rats, rabbits, insects and pigs. And now they've graduated on cats. And the whole point of the gene splicing and figuring out if we can, you know, even make this kind of stuff happen in this scenario is to study HIV because felines have feline HIV, uh, FIV. Mm. And if they can show that they can splice genes to felines that will do something to prevent or help FIV, then they can likely do it for humans and except it's we'll just,
0: just be glowing
1: <laughs> yeah we'll just, we will be the best people at the rave ever like just oh yeah go ahead just inject me but look i mean it's it's a really neat thing it's kind of novel you know you they even sell the glow in the dark fish now like you can buy yeah. fish and things that have this gene and you know keep them in a tank under a black light and they glow
0: i can just see the future when you go to your date, you bring a condom, a mace, and a UV pen.
1: <laughs> so, like,
0: if your partner says, yeah, I'm HIV-free, you're like, let me see. You, like, light it. Yeah. If they start glowing, you're like, okay, you're good. Um, we got this. Yeah. But there are other counts, such as uh, creating animals to have faster maturity, uh, oh. even cows to produce more human-like milk. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, and also, like, featherless chickens.
1: Oh, yeah. Featherless chickens are disgustingly hilarious. They yes. just look poor things.
0: They've been able to make uh, frogs more transparent so they can, you know, see their organs. But you guys are like, oh, yeah, yeah. But what about the same, you know, even think about mules. They're crossbreeds between um, uh what is it like a horse and a male donkey. horse and a female donkey, or vice versa? I don't One know. Other, I know yeah. there's a difference, but this type of stuff is pretty sci fi. I mean, there's also the monkey pig chimera in China. They actually successfully combined uh, baby pig's DNA to primate cells. What? So the pig was born as. It didn't look half monkey, half pig. It looks still pig, but it had monkey DNA. Wow. The pig did die a week later. The piglets died a week later. So they couldn't sustain it. But the fact that it survived for a week. That's a start. um, It's a start. And then there's the mice that grow organs on their body. Like Mm -hmm. they legit grow uh, a uh, a nose or an ear. Things Um, with
1: cartilage, they've started out small, yes, to like mm -hmm. replace things. And it that has something to do, I think, with like cancer research too. And I don't know, crazy stuff,
0: yeah. So, so like, as far as like what we've heard, I think some of it could, you know, you were saying misinformation to lead close enough to the truth, but not right. It kind of does, some of it does sound fun, it is a cool story. Um, it even reminds me of uh, the one South Korean scientist Wang Woo Suk, uh, where he basically was arrested for cloning human stem cells.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Human cloning is illegal. This is my uh, hypothesis about what happened. That you can read about it. Supposedly, he never was able to. That it was a false claim. I think he was successful, but. They didn't want people to know that we were able to clone a successful human you know, stem cell because that would open the doors to Pandora's box. So yeah, many ethical, ethical debates, debates and, and actual yeah. people trying. They don't want to make this public because the reason why I think he succeeded is because later on, like I think a decade later, he's now on the woolly mammoth project. Someone that should have gone to prison for quite some time instead does uh, is awarded. And if you look at um, the Nazis, all those Nazi Operation Paperclip, they were Nazi scientists. But instead of, you know, yeah. punishing them, they're like, you guys are geniuses. We're going to put you to work. Same thing happened to Hong Kong. Yeah. And I was just about to say. He was, I mean, if he was able to
1: successfully clone human mm-hmm. stem cells, he would be able to clone stem cells from exactly. extinct animals exactly. and create them again.
0: So, I what I believe is that if there are aliens, the US government does not trust them, but they want to learn from them, just like how in history we will work with our enemies until we can defeat them. Or we end up merging with them and become one, but still, there's always that yeah. internal conflict. With as far as the Dulce base and the accumulation, whatnot, it still brings in a lot of UFO enthusiasts. You know, it brings traffic to that town. It's it curiosity. Is. And is this story true? I don't know. But for any of those that love conspiracies or the what ifs. This is a wonderful place to start. You will have at least a 100 hours of fun looking at all the things that it connects to. Go ahead and build those conspiracy walls, guys. Like, get your cork
1: boards, get your papers, get your yarn. We're ready to go.
0: Yeah, because ultimately, it is kind of fun. Because while we've been talking about this, I was having fun with the whole red flags being like, yeah, that does sound kind of fishy. This, this, This thing sounds so so perfect you know it oh 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 i happened to forget to know so philip uh schneider ended up dying a few years later uh after his appearance so really quickly um i just wanted to correct myself i see in my notes i think actually philip schneider was a level one security clearance his dad was level so three he surpassed so surpassed uh yeah, he's like, I don't have to answer to three people. I only have to answer to just one the person. And, <laughs> just yeah. This like, just he's getting you, better. Like, know, like him I
1: just know. going, I it know. makes so much more sense now whenever he sees an alien. He's like, I ain't got to answer the no one but God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. I just... Yeah, I mean, like, he, he supposedly has worked in other areas too, like Area 51, and you can read about him. It, like, he does have an interesting story to him, for those who care. But th- he did have an unfortunate end, though. Uh, supposedly, after he presented all of this information, there was 13 attempts to kill, uh, on his life supposedly men in black to whatever they were trying to kill him. Cause you know, like in every good wow. conspiracy story, they're out to get you just like how, when Neo started chasing after the white rabbit, the agents wanted to, you know, get him. And back. We should the system.
1: do an episode one day about the men in black phenomenon, because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Too.
0: Like it is, it is pretty good in Wilsonville, Oregon, in his apartment on January 17, 1996, he was found dead. And there's a lot of speculations on this. And I have my own speculations on it too. Because what if this was all a hoax and it was getting too big and he was like, I'm going to off myself or it could be the right. man in black that killed him because here's the thing on his left hand, he's missing a few fingers and his shoulder is stiff. Supposedly from the incident, he, his body never was able to recover the, the way you know normally did so for him right. to hang himself wrap wrap the rubber hose around his neck three times and you know choke himself to death would be a little difficult for him supposedly what his followers are saying i also like to believe he could have used his other hand i don't know um because it probably would just fine <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like to believe he probably could have used other believe Those with
0: physical disabilities could do the things we can do, except it might be more difficult. I I don't like to think that just because you're physically, you know, handicapped, suicide is out of the question, unless you're like paraplegic.
1: Well, not just that because he still had a few fingers left
0: on his left hand. It's not like he
1: was missing Mm -hmm. a whole hand. He He didn't have a use the gun too.
0: I don't know. I feel like hanging yourself is probably the one of the worser ways to go. It's not going to be quick. It's going to be, you know.
1: I feel like it's something for someone who wants... An option, like they're hoping something will go wrong, but if it doesn't, they're fine too. You know, we can look at this all day long and say that, you know, hey, there are red flags. There are, you know, evidence that it could be true. There's evidence that it could not. I mean, at the end of the day, he's just a guy. Like, sometimes guys see things and then they cope with it in different ways. They talk about it, they exaggerate. They make themselves, but that doesn't mean necessarily he didn't see something. And yeah. because, like
0: you said, I mean, I mean, he could have been the chosen one. <laughs>
1: I'm not. I'm not going to give him right that much credit. I'm not giving <laughs> him that much credit. That haircut does not deserve that much credit. But what I will say is, like you said, we the technology he was talking about with the drilling, we have that today. Who's to say that they didn't get an early yeah, start did. and not reveal it? The The Mm -hmm. fact that the entire town military
0: doesn't yeah, the military doesn't actually, you know, disclose information right away. It takes decades. And I mean, what about the town?
1: I mean, the fact that the town was experiencing all of this strange phenomenon, there are news articles. It's not like these things didn't happen. It may just be a weird synchronicity that they were happening at the same time and then stopped. But that doesn't mean they did not happen. Like it's a widely known thing. Exactly and it i don't know it's just you, it can go both ways in the belief or disbelief do do i believe he yeah. just genuinely screwed up and went down and started an in, unintentional war because he's a dumbass
0: yes but I can just imagine him going like my life sucks i'm going to commit suicide but before i do that i'm going to tell this one last good story and he's like, oh, shit, am I not gonna, I'm not going to kill myself. My life is awesome. I have so many followers. Oh, no, they're going to find out I lied. Uh, and see, my
1: thought is I'm going to kill myself because I inadvertently started a war with the aliens that we were,
0: like, Yeah, that's the with. other thing, though, is, like, there's a lot of weird, you know, questions that sprout up. I mean, for those that are curious... They didn't do any like blood tests because they're like he killed himself. We're not gonna waste our efforts on someone that killed himself. But they did kept keep the samples for twelve months. And when yeah. uh, they obviously, with their followers being conspiracists and everything, they're gonna follow up. They wanted they they wanted to follow up on the tests with their own efforts, but with an independent lab. But eleven months later, those samples were missing or presumed destroyed. So it's kind of weird, you know, like with, with yeah. um, 9-11, they found, caught Osama bin Laden, and we killed him. But supposedly we threw his body into the ocean because we didn't want his followers to turn him into a martyr. So I was like, that sounds so kind of suspicious. And then those soldiers that found Osama bin Laden and killed him, They all died mysteriously in a helicopter exercise shortly after. So why didn't everyone disappear in that? That's also really interesting. It's a really good topic. Like people Mm -hmm. getting suicided. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, we can go with Jeffrey
1: Epstein. That's exactly where I was going with this. Like people get suicided when they know too much. I mean, but are we saying that's exactly what happened? No, we're just speculating. We don't really know anything.
0: This is just so. Funny. I just want your take on this. But once again, Schneider was missing few fingers on his left hand and limited motion with his sh- with his shoulders. Supposedly, it was physically impossible for him to hold the rubber hose with his left, with his missing fingers. Personally, I think he can because I don't know what movie that is, but like, yeah, you can like pick, you know, like pinky and thumb. I don't yeah. know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got his. His, like you said it was his mi- middle
0: And, yeah, and can I, I can pic. see the
1: picture He's got his pinky mm-hmm. and his ring finger left
0: And part of his thumb So so once again he wrapped it around his neck Three times in, With the limited motion And and then in order to end up where his body was You know where, where they found him He would have had yeah. to sit at the edge of the bed Wrap the hose around his neck Slowly and painfully Strangle himself to death and fall head first into a wheelchair. Philip was also an expert in chemicals and in his own medical needs. He had multiple pills at hand that could have ended his life quickly and painlessly. He did also have a nine millimeter gun that he borrowed to protect himself and could have ended his life with one shot. Did we ever
1: Think that this may be a David Carradine where he accidentally killed himself while autoerotic asfixi- asfixi- erotic wow.
0: fixation. While wow. well, if that was the case, they um, left out the part where his pants were half down. Maybe he just liked to. you like to dress up like yes. Batman? I don't know.
1: Maybe someone found him before. Maybe someone found him before and pulled his pants up. Oh
0: no! <laughs> pull pull his pants up, buckle it, and then go to the cops. <laughs> There's a dead man in room 27. But <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you can go through a hundred different scenarios, but do in uh, you? I haven't watched the interview; I've listened to it. You were watching it. Did he look like he had limited range of motion in his shoulders? Because that could be just uh, something he said. Like he's obviously missing fingers. Like that's that's I'm not sure
0: debatable. Any body but, physician that knows the muscles and bones could tell you. I'm not an expert. From what I saw, was. He was passionate about what he was talking about. He seems sincere.
1: Was he talking with his uh, hands? Not
0: so much like that. Um, and and to show you that Amelia is doing the typical flailing around like someone is yelling something. But um, no, I mean like you could watch the video yourself. He isn't very physical in the video. I will looking at his body. It does not look like a body he yeah. works out in. He doesn't look like a you know. And he didn't he wasn't in a wheelchair. So I wonder why there's a wheelchair in his um, hotel room (laughs) Though with what is written? Yes, it does sound suspicious It does but at the same time I don't know if this is true because why would someone have a rubber hose in their hotel room? so anyways for those of you curious about this world, I do employ you to go explore it. If you like this type of stuff and you want to hear more about it, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Patreon and Twitch. I forgot. I always forget that one. But um, we would love to hear from you. And I'm going to emphasize Patreon because we just found out that we're uh, explicit <laughs> material or mature adult material adult material so we don't just pop up on um google you kind of have to look for us but with more traffic we'll be able to pop up so we would you know if you can take five minutes in your day to find us on patreon and subscribe or whatever you would like that would be greatly appreciated beyond that i severely enjoyed this episode it's a fun fairy tale at the least Um. Yeah. And freaky. If it was
1: terrifying, it's a terrifying warning Mm -hmm. at the most.
0: I chose this one Um, by the way because it was the most exciting. The other ones are kind of disturbing. You know. Well, maybe I'll do the disturbing ones because that does seem to be my thing. You should do Philadelphia Experiment then. Mm,
1: I should Mm -hmm. because that is something I wanted to look into a little more. Mm -hmm. Um. The other thing is, you know, yes. If you like to hear this, please reach out. But even if you don't, we're probably still going to do it because we like it a lot. And that's kind of what this is about.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: We're sharing our enjoyment with
0: you. Exactly.
1: And that's a form of love.
0: I will be excited to do a live broadcast with all of you in the future. And especially conspiracies. Because I know all of you guys are going to come out of your hermit holes and start telling me the craziest things that... I'm going to end up having to research anyways.
1: (laughs) It's going to keep us up a lot. Mm -hmm. Once again, uh, thank you to horror who has followed us from day one and been one of our biggest supporters. We really appreciate you. Thank you for the suggestion and we will talk to you soon and everyone else as well.
0: Take care. Bye Bye. Bye.